Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome inside Garage Door Sports. Your no-holds-barred weekly discussion on everything in the sporting world. For all your news on hockey, baseball, basketball, football, soccer, and more, you've come to the right place. And now, it's time for your hosts, Nick McVicker, Kyle Vardy, and Irfan Manji. We are back, ladies and gentlemen, episode number eight of the podcast. Nick McVicker joined in studio by Kyle Vardy. How are you doing today, buddy? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. What'd you think of that insane Leaf game last night? Uh, yeah, it's it's hard to watch the Leafs right now. Like it's exciting, but I know for a fact that the playoffs are going to be interesting. And joining us through the phone once again is our g- other co-host Irfan Manji. How's it going, buddy? We missed you last week. Yeah, I missed you guys too. Hope everyone's doing well. I'm doing well as well. It's good to hear. Say well one more time. One I more said, time. I said well. I know I said it three times. It's fine. <laughs> I'm, doing gr- I'm doing wonderful. One, wonderful. Fantastic. All right. Well, we got a lot of sports to talk this week, boys. Champions League uh, round of 16 is now done. We have our quarterfinal matchups and the potential semifinal matchups to boot after mm-hmm. that. We The NFL free agency kicked off with a bang, and we actually didn't talk about the Brown trade last week when we probably should have. We, we mentioned we were going to. We never actually got to it. We'll yeah, talk about much. that this week. We'll talk about the OBJ trade and all, all the fun stuff coming out of that. But first, I want to talk some more NHL. Seems like we do this every week, but it's, oh, always. it's fine. It's always how it happens. Um, and this week, I kind of want to focus on one team in particular. And no, it's not the Toronto Maple Leafs. Sorry, Leaf fans. Don't get mad at us. Boo. It's the... Uh, the other team in that division who is um, kind of sort of totally dominating the entire league in the Tampa Bay Lightning. Holy crap, is this team good? Yeah, it's um, as I said last week, it's 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 their league to lose. It's really what it is. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I, I just I think that their goaltending's tops, or at least one of the tops. When you have Kucherov and Stamkos as your top two, let alone having Braden Point and uh, Tyler Johnson, all those other players supporting. When you have your fourth line in Sorelli potting in goals every now and then, like, and then obviously you talk about their defense and you have head. You start and end with Headman, right? So it's yeah. uh, I don't know. It's honestly I still think it's theirs to lose in the playoffs. The playoffs are always a different animal, but I still can't see anybody beating them to be honest. That's coming from a Leafs fan, too. Yeah, that's true. And, I mean, Irfan, you weren't here last week when we were talking about our favorites to win the entire thing. But right. I think we both had Tampa as our favorite. Yeah. We, I might as well ask you, who do you have going forward right now as your favorite to win the whole thing? See, I'm still I'm still doing a little coin flip between Tampa Bay coming out of the East. Well, I, think, I think they're the best coming out of the East for sure, but... I have a big question mark besides the Sharks. I think, I think this is it. This is their window to win. Yep. So, I think I'm going to go with the Sharks because I kind of want Joe Thornton to lift the, the Stanley Cup. 
See, the biggest thing when we were, we were talking about the Sharks was the question mark about goaltending. We don't know how Martin Jones is going to be in the yeah. playoffs. Well, like regardless of what's going to happen, I think it's it's Jones versus Flurry or uh, Riddick versus Flurry. Like it's just if you can get past Mark Andre Flurry, I think. You think Vegas is there no matter what? Pardon me. Do you think Vegas is going to be there no matter what in in the West yeah. Final? Sorry, I can't. You guys are cutting off there. No, I was saying just you. Th- you think Vegas is going to be in the West Final no matter what? Um, it depends on how Mark Andre Flurry plays. I think. Okay. Um. It really, like you said, it comes down to goaltending, and mm-hmm. if if you know Vegas can do something, it comes down to Flurry. But I don't know. I still think the Sharks are, are the team to beat in the West. What about Winnipeg or Nashville? Though that was that was my question. Winnipeg over the last couple of weeks they've struggled. They they've won. They win a couple of games and then they they struggle for the rest of it. So I don't I don't know. I don't. I'm not really sold on them right now. Mm-hmm. They do the standings on the score very, very weird. That's for conference, though. Still, it's not right. Well, it is because technically Winnipeg would be ahead of San Jose because they're the winner of the division, so they'd still be number two seed. I know, but it looks wrong. Yeah, I know. Um, but yeah, you got you got some some good teams, but as we said last week, I think they're just gonna beat up on each other in that Western Conference. They're all so close. That through the playoffs they're just gonna beat up on each other, and it could be problematic for them when they get to that final against a very, very good Tampa team, who, let's be honest, isn't gonna face as tough competition in the East. Yeah. Yes and no. Um, I think the East has lots of competition, which is why the points aren't as spread out, or, or sorry, more, more higher, spread end, more higher end is what I was trying to say. Um, compared to the West, which is you have basically two or three top two teams or top teams, and everybody else is mid sixties, early seventies, is essentially what it is. And I think Washington hasn't had exactly the greatest regular season, but they're always a team to watch in the playoffs. Of course, Pittsburgh has been a resurgence since the beginning of the year with Matt Murray coming back, and he's regained his form and everything like that. Um. Who else? Obviously, Boston and Toronto, whoever comes out of that series, is going to be a team to beat. Um, if Montreal can sneak in, Carey Price can carry them. But, but they've shown over the last little bit that they can handle all of those teams. Like, they made the Leafs look stupid mm-hmm. in their matchup recently. They took it to Winnipeg 5-2. Yeah. Right? They play Washington tonight, which will be a very interesting matchup to see how that goes. Really, their only loss in the last little bit has been to Boston. And they look terrible in that game, don't get me wrong. But they've handled everybody else. Yep. They've handled Pittsburgh. They've handled Calgary. They've handled Columbus. They've handled Philly, like Dallas. They, they, they've dismantled these teams. Yeah. And I, I think honestly, it really comes down to we can say whatever we want. If a team doesn't show up in the playoffs, it's a whole different story. Exactly. Right. So, in the recent week, Tampa did slap the Leafs, but then earlier in the year, Toronto put Tampa at bay, and yeah, they won four two. Exactly, and they they shut down Kudrow and Stamkos as much as they could. Yeah, which is saying something. No, no, no. I, I get that, but yeah. it's just one of those things where, like, do you? 
can you really bet against them at this point? Like they just look so strong in that Eastern Conference, dismantling teams, and it only looks like they're getting stronger right now mm-hmm. when they're playing the big teams. Yes, they they only beat Detroit five four on uh, Thursday, but other than that, recently they've looked really really good. Yeah. So how can you say? Well, that? they they clawed out of that Detroit game too. They were in a big oh, hole. I know. I know, but it's just so, one of those things. Like you look at it. So I, I, moving forward, they play Washington three times in the next two weeks. They play Boston once, they play Carolina once, and they play St. Louis. That's six games against playoff teams. Do you after that, what do you say? If they if they win all of those handily, you gotta say that they're the obvious choice. Well, I, I think they're the obvious choice anyways, but I think just it, there's always competition, and it's never going to be. They're not going to. They're not. They're not sweeping their way through the series. No, 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 no. And if a team shows up and wins two or three games, then it makes it interesting and it puts pressure on Tampa, which I don't know if Tampa has had that pressure before. Fair enough. No. Right? Well, we don't know what Tampa team's going to show up. Right. It, Regular it, season, they've been fantastic, but yeah. is Kucherov going to perform come playoff time? Is Stammer going to find his his gear? Yeah. Like I, ideally, they show up yeah. and. They look great, but yeah, do they? That's the, that's the biggest thing. Well, I was looking at some of the like team stats, right? And I wanted to compare what they were last year to this year, mm-hmm. just to see how far they've come as a team. Tampa last year was third in points, first in goals for, thirteenth in goals against, third in shootout wins, third in power play percentage, twenty eighth in penalty kill, and twelfth in shots per game. Hmm. That's not bad, but not great, yeah. right? You look at the stats this year, they are first in points, first in goals for, first in shootout wins, first in power play percentage, first in penalty kill percentage. They went from 28th to first. They're so fourth in goals against, and they're 13th in shots per game. So not only are they scoring the most goals, but they're doing it at an efficient rate. So the question is, who who do they bring in to make that pe- uh, penalty kill that much better? I don't know. Honestly, I think it's Sorelli. I think Sorelli and those fourth-line players that they brought up and that were younger kids that did that when they were there. Yeah. They come up because I think Sorelli has at least two or three short-handed goals. Um, and just th- their team overall has just improved. They have more – everybody keeps talking about depth. Right? Sorelli has four short-handed goals. Yeah. Paquette has two. Tyler Johnson has one. But, like, you, you think about – like, everybody keeps talking about depth. Depth, depth, depth. You depth, need depth. depth to have yep. a great run in the playoffs. And I think Tampa didn't exactly have that before. I think they had... They had depth. They didn't have four lines of depth. That's what I mean. They had moderate depth, which I think it was top two lines, and they had a few players on the third line. Yeah. But they didn't have... Like, they had a passable third through, line. Right? Like, Washington last year. Nobody really knew about those players. Yeah. And nobody thought they had depth. But then you look at them now, and you look at the year after, like, okay, they actually had, like... A yeah. full lineup full of depth, right? And I, I see Tampa now as having that, especially with Sergachev getting another year, becoming that much better, Hedman, McDonough, all that kind of stuff, right? For sure. I, I think they saw the blueprint that the Capitals had mm-hmm. last year going, well, this is the type of depth we're going to need to change our entire season. And you're right, they, they're showing it. Yeah. For it's, sure. It's yeah. totally, that's a fair point. And it, it, it's kind of funny to think that this team was so good last year. And they add fourth liners, and yeah, now they're and they're better. Better, they are. The crazy thing is, they're still within reach of the points record in the NHL. Mathematically, it's still possible. Yes, they would have to pretty much win every game. I think they play. They have 
11 games left and they need 20 points to tie it. Yeah, it's a little pushy. So, but they could do it. It's not realistic, yes. but they could do it. Yeah, for sure. Well, it, you that's know. two. That's two overtime loss, overtime or shootout losses, as well. So they could lose two games technically and still tie the record. Yeah. So, something to keep an eye out. I don't think they'll get it, but that has to put them in the category of one of the best regular seasons in NHL history. Of course, it whether they to. get to that record or not, I think you can still consider it one of the best. Fair. Yeah. Performances. Yeah. No, I agree. It's just one of those things. You're just like. Wow, I I think at a certain oh. point you, for for that for you look at the best regular seasons, did those teams translate it to the playoffs? That's though? the real question. I know Detroit did when they had like the late late nineties were run. Yeah, but that that Detroit team was special though. I agree. No, <laughs> I, I agree. But they had one of the best regular seasons in NHL history in comparison with the Montreal team that currently has the record for most points. The, the Red Wings were up there. Yeah, the Oilers were up there, and I think the Red Wings and Oilers, I think both converted those into uh, Stanley Cups. Mm-hmm. I can't remember if the Canadians converted that season into a Stanley Cup. Off the top of my head, don't know. But yeah, that's a fair question. Did they convert it to championships? Yeah. And and we will we will see whether or not this Lightning team can do it. Yeah, it, that, that's honestly the biggest question. Like, we'll, we'll we'll see. It's basically what it is. Yeah. We're stuck in a waiting game at this point, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. At this point, we can just end the regular season now. Let's start playoff hockey. I'm good with that. Yeah, that'd be nice. Although Colorado's not in the playoffs right now, so yeah. And the the way they're playing is probably not going to happen either. Um, Arizona's five point four points up on them right now. I think like yes, you got like it right. So, and that's saying something. Arizona is in the playoff spots. Hey, good for them. I I respect that. Okay, they've played great. mm Hmm. Eight and two in their last ten. Good for Arizona. How do you think Philly feels by uh, up five two five one last night? Five two five and, two. Uh, yeah, they're play- f- fighting for their playoff hopes, and they blow it. Hey Murph, we're looking out for you, buddy. We're we're bringing yeah. some Philly content onto the show. <laughs> Sorry about that, buddy. Because <laughs> because what right now they're they're out. seven points. Yeah, so they're done. Yeah, they're out. There's yeah. only one team mathematically eliminated from the playoffs right now. The Ottawa Senators. The Ottawa Senators. There's two teams that will probably be eliminated in the next week or so in Detroit and L.A. Yep. But they're not mathematically eliminated yet, so we got to give them their fair shake. Uh, actually, they are. Are they? New Jersey and Detroit are officially out. Oh, I didn't see that. Oh, I got to edit the standings then. And then, yeah, nobody in the West. Nobody is in the West is eliminated. Never. Although L.A. will be eliminated. Yeah. It's, it's coming. So. But that's because there's nine teams in the East that are 80 points or higher. Yeah. Which is ridiculous. So, realistically, that. Florida, Buffalo, Rangers are all done. Yeah. Flyers have a chance, but they need a lot of help. A lot of help. Because they got 11 games left. They're seven points back. Yeah. So, it's really going to come down to a version of Carolina, Columbus, Montreal, probably for those two wildcard spots in the East. And... It will come down to a version of half of the conference in the West right now. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> so, it is what it is. But I just wanted to talk the um, lightning then now. And if there's anything else you guys want to talk about, just let me know. And we'll we'll keep going moving forward. Are you guys good with that lightning conversation? Yeah, I think, I think I'm good. Or fun? Yeah, yeah, we're good to go. Okay. <laughs> 
Um, let's move on. Do you want to do Champions League or are we going to go NFL first, boys? Yeah, let's go Champions League. Let's go Champs League. Champions League round of 16 is done, and as spoken about last week, all four English squads survived. Don't know yes. how, but they all survived. So we will... Um, we... we can keep going with that and talk about that, but let's talk about the four matchups that we didn't get to talk about last week. Um, where do you want to start? Well, we can uh, let's, let's let's talk about the draw at least. That's probably the place to start. Well, I figured we'd talk about the round of sixteen and then the draw. Oh, well, we, we can do that too. So why'd you ask me where you wanted to start if you already knew where you wanted to start? I said which game you wanted to start. Oh, oh my goodness. Okay. See what we have to deal with in studio, people. We just can't. Okay. Yeah, this is this is why I. I'm, I'm not can't. Right, let's finish off there. the rest of the round at sixteen, there, boys. Yeah. yeah. Thank you, Irfan. No problem. So uh, Ronaldo's the best, I think. That's where <laughs> I'm gonna start it. Hold on, Messi that's, uh, put a pretty good show in as well. That's a statement. Yeah, but Ronaldo. Uh, I don't know. I still think in that Ronaldo Messi conversation, I pick Ronaldo. See, I prefer that. Messi though. So. But I just don't like Ronaldo. That's a different issue altogether. But man, what a that was a that was a hell of a game. It was. How about that? Turning man, it around. How about Man City though? Going nil nil into the the second leg and just absolutely spanked Schalke. Oh. It was like it was they men against boys basically. Going into the second leg. It was who? They were going up three two into the second leg. I thought it was zero I thought it was both of those. No, they were winning. Draws. No, no, no. Um just the Barca, Lyon, and Liverpool, Bayern. Oh, I was thinking of the wrong legs. Okay. Yeah. yeah. City was up 3-2 going into the second leg and then just decided that Schalke had no no hope. Yeah. They hit a random them. gear and they're like, eh, well, we're going to beat you. We're oh, hey, we, we know how to score. Look at let's, that. Let's we can put score. up seven. Yeah. It was uh, utter dismantling of a poor, poor, poor Schalke team, unfortunately, that got caught going up against a giant. Mm-hmm. Um, the Juve over Atletico was massive, but Ronaldo did what he had to do. Of course. Barca absolutely dismantled Lyon, 5-1. Made them look silly. Mm -hmm. But I think we expect that going back to Barcelona every time. It's just, I don't think we expected it 5-1, though. I was expecting some sort of, yeah. I guess you can say that, but coming home, Champions League, I figured it'd be a, a big run score. Fair enough. Um, and then the other match, Liverpool won 3-1 in Munich, by the way, mm-hmm. and looked really, really good doing it. Yeah, Virgil van Dijk looked like an absolute monster in that game. Yeah, imagine if he's there first, the first leg. It wouldn't. It would probably would not be nil-nil. No, there's no way the first leg would have been nil-nil if... No. Uh, Bayern absolutely at zero fight. Uh, I don't know if you got a chance to, to read, but Lewandowski called out his coach saying he wanted us to play defensive when we really didn't bring the game to Liverpool at home. Yeah, no. that's the problem. Coaches can literally win or lose you the match. Yeah. And unfortunately, it looks like their coach lost them the match. Um, but it sets up some very, very interesting quarterfinals and semifinals. Because you got Juventus gets Ajax. Mm-hmm. which could be very interesting because that Ajax squad is young, they're fast, and as we mentioned last week, they're probably the best academy system in the world. So yeah. if players get hurt or players are 
unav- unavailable, they can call up and they probably be, would be almost the same squad, yeah. which is very yeah. impressive. Um, you get Barca versus United. Terrible draw for United. United have gotten what was the two best teams at one point going into this season mm-hmm. in back-to-back rounds. Will show us what we're made of, for sure. Will. I, yeah, I think it shows what you're made of, but I also think if Neymar is in that draw, I don't know if it ends up the same as United would have liked. Yeah. No, I agree, but at the same point, all of United's players were hurt, and we still managed to pull out a win against the majority of PSG. Oh, yeah. So it's one of those, if everyone was healthy on both sides, what would the draw have been? Who knows? I don't know. We'll see when it, <laughs> the Barca. Yeah. Well, it's a different team, though. That's yeah. that's my issue. Right? It's a different attacking system. Um, the other side, Liverpool get Porto, probably the most favorable draw for an English squad. Yeah. Which... After playing Munich in Munich and beating them 3-1, Liverpool deserved a nice easy one to go back. But yeah. Porto looked good. Don't get me wrong. They they handled Roma and did so happily. And now they get now they get to go up against the other red giant in Liverpool. Yeah. And then you got City versus Tottenham, the all-English matchup, meaning we will have one, at least one, English squad in the semifinals. Yeah. I don't know. Yay for English soccer. Yeah. Woo. Future's great. <laughs> well, uh, considering we have half no. half of the quarterfinalists are from the English game, that's saying a lot. And I was talking to my father about this yesterday, and if you if we did like this super league, and just hear me out before you guys comment on this, but just listen. If we did a super league where all the first place teams across Europe played against just each other. All the second place teams, all the third place teams, all the way down to twenty. I have a very, very strong feeling that the majority of those, like one versus one versus one versus one, would end up going the English squad's way. I think the English league is the strongest out of all of the European leagues. Yep. Right, one through twenty. I, I think, without the, a doubt. Yeah, I, I think the only one you would really have a, a question about would be number one. Yeah, I'm, I'm saying that's that's what I was saying is yeah. that I think actually at the top we would struggle because mm-hmm. you have the teams like the Barca's, the PSG's, the Munich's, the Dortmunds, Reals even not maybe not this year but in general yeah. Atletico, um, yeah. Roma, Napoli maybe those teams are good teams mm-hmm. and we they would compete for sure and it would be an interesting to see how those kind of played out but once you get past the top three, top four, yeah, and all the other it. divisions. I feel like England would dominate. Yeah, I would say three onwards. You're probably looking at that, right? Because you're looking at it, and there's there's lots of ways that you could say, "Oh, well, the English squads just play tough against each other." Yeah, but if they play tough against each other, who's going to say they're not going to play tough against other teams, right? Yeah. So, I don't know. Do you guys have an opinion on that, Irfan? You haven't really said anything on that one, but I would love to hear what you say. Um. Part of me agrees, and I've always thought the EPL has been at a higher standard in terms of what we expect from them year in, year out. Yeah. Um, but I, I think La Liga is coming up there, so they would be the next group or next country's team, I guess, or league to fight us or fight England. Okay. But I, I can't argue with you on that. I've always thought EPL has always been 
tougher. It's always harder to to play on a night in in at Old Trafford on Monday night in Old Trafford or something compared to oh absolutely any other team absolutely. you know so so I think if if we're able to play play the English style of soccer, which is like the heavy, use your body, get around players. And I, I think we can take them. I think England can take the other leagues. So sorry, which one did you say was the one that was up and coming? Sorry. La Liga. Is what La, Liga. Uh, La Liga. La Liga. Okay. Spain. This year, the seventh place team in England is Wolves. And if you've seen them play, they've looked really, really good. But the problem is that the top six are the top six. It's going to be hard to break into that. Mm-hmm. The seventh right place now there's team, a thirteen point gap. Yeah, the seventh place team in La Liga is Valencia. I'd probably take Wolves over Valencia this year. Right? You go even further down. The tenth place team is Leicester in the English league. Tenth place team in the Spanish league is Ibar. Who? <laughs> Right. No. There, there are so many teams in this league that you just look at in the in La Liga, and you just look at like what they, they would just there'd just be utter domination. I think from seven onwards in the EPL, going up against all these other teams, just because they are so strong. Which is true, but I think if we've looked at ties in the last couple of years between English clubs and Spanish clubs, whether it's Champions League or Europa, um, Spanish teams have come out on top more times. Than English teams have. Yes, but my my counterpoint to that is, in Champions League, it's only really the top three in Spain that compete. Yeah. You're not getting the fourth place team ever really going on runs anymore yeah. from them. We have four teams, and one of them sitting in fifth right now in the English league, in the final four of Champions League. No, yeah. right? Like it's it's a different beast in England, and we play as many cups, if not more. I think we pay the most. It's four, I believe right? they play the or most games. Three. Yeah. And you're just looking at it like, I, I can't see how these other leagues would compete in that Super League. And again, that's a Super League. That's not something that's actually going to happen. But could you really argue with it? I don't think so. That's, that's uh, the issue. I don't think so. So that's my, that's my two cents. What do we see from these uh, Champions League matchups moving forward, guys? Do you want to go one by one? Uh, Juve, Ajax. I'm assuming we're all on the same page with Juve going to probably come out on top on this one. Yeah, that's, that's what I was thinking. Yeah. Juve. Uh, yeah. Uh, Liverpool, Porto. I, I think we agree that Liverpool will probably come out. Mm-hmm. I mean, Porto did surprise Roma, so there's there's no guarantee. But um, City, Tottenham. Don't see the, a way that Tottenham actually pulls a victory out on this one. How about you guys? I'm gonna I'm gonna pull the upset. I'm gonna go Spurs. You're calling the upset. Write it down, folks. Irfan's picking Tottenham. <laughs> place your bets. Place I'm picking Spurs. Bets. I'm, I'm looking at both cameras. Place your bets. He is putting. I want his one money upset. On so I'm, gonna, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna pick that one. <laughs> okay. I would love that because I hate City, but I mean, yeah, whatever. Um, and then the last one, Barca United. I'm going to stay mom until you guys answer. Barca. That's what I was like, afraid of. Um, I'm, I, I, I'm the unbiased team. And that's I'm why I said Barca. I would wait till you guys answer. <laughs> I'm super biased. How about you, Irfan? Who do you have in this one? I don't know. My heart says United. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that's what we were um, asking. But, but your decision is divided? Hey. Oh, look at you. Uh, you can rhyme. Their last, their last game was in 2011. 
Yeah. Well, yeah, it's been a while since yeah, these two final. have actually played up. No. So well, wait, you got to make a decision or fun. <laughs> Damn it, um, I'm gonna go Barcelona. I think the last they've just been much better, Champions League wise. But I think United are a very close second to win it. I think they could. And Nick cries, but yeah, it's probably gonna be Barca. <laughs> yeah. Unless the only way United can win is if in that first leg they shock Barca and get up big on aggregate. Well, where is the first match? That's a good question. But even if they come out and shock, I think PSG did the same thing and then it's Barca in, went old, back. Old Trafford's is first game. So Old Trafford's first game. Yeah. So yeah, if I, they can, I, if I they can hold Barca you. to zero and score one, right? Yeah. It forces Barca to need to score two at Camp Nou and not give up anything. If they can hold Barca to nothing, which is a huge task. <laughs> which is a big ass. That's a huge task. I'm not denying that. <laughs> and I don't know if it's possible. But if they can hold Barca to none at Old Trafford and possibly just poach one, it yeah, gives them a good standing. The biggest thing is they have to score, too. Like, Manu has to score. Which they've done really well. And Barca's defense isn't that good. That's No, but if Manu slips once... Barca yeah. counter oh, attack. That's absolutely. the goal in the net. Again, I'm I'm agreeing with you guys. I think Barca does so, win this. The biggest thing is De Gea has to stand on his head if he has any. If they have any shot, absolutely. So, um, the semifinals would break down this way. By the way, the winner of the Tottenham Man City matchup will face the winner of Ajax Juve, and then United Barca winner will face Liverpool Porto. Oh, I thought it was opposite. I thought they were saying that Messi and uh, Ronaldo were going to match up. No, no, no. They, they put them on opposite sides of the bracket, buddy. Oh, okay. Yeah. I got a man in the final, if anything. Oh, God. Oh, how nice would a United-Liverpool uh, semifinal be, though? That would be fantastic. I would love to watch that. Because those are my two favorite teams in England. I would love to watch that just because they've been playing so well against each other recently. It'll mm-hmm. be really fun. Nick, I'd come home so, so we can watch that game at a bar or something. Beauty. <laughs> Beauty. Let's do it. <laughs> um, okay, so we've made our picks. We will see how these play out. The first leg for these goes... April 9th. April 9th, thank you. And the second leg is April... 10th. Or 16th, 17th. The week after. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. The f- that adds up. First one, first leg for the semis is April 30th. Yeah, so... so Next month and a half, everything's going to be figured out, and we'll have our finalists. Let's see how that goes. Yep. I'm excited for that. I might be on the road for that final, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. Out in BC. That'll make the podcast really, really interesting. That'll be interesting. Uh, <laughs> um, let's move on. Let's talk some NFL, as we have lots to talk about. Indeed, we do. Finally. Free agency open, guys. And everybody under the sun signed really quickly. It's not like the MLB where they all waited until halfway through spring training. No, 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 no. We have moves, and we have lots of them. Let's start with the big ones. Kyle, you want to read some of these off? I know you already have it up, and you you know the big moves. Let's let's talk those. Well, the ones I have up right now are just the worst deals from free agency where people got absolutely paid and haven't done jack all in the league so far. Okay, well, but let's talk about those first, I okay. guess. Well... The one CJ Mosley, one of the like, I, he's an underrated linebacker. I like him playing out of Baltimore, but he got way, way too much money. He five years, eighty-five million dollars. 
with 51 guaranteed. That's just yeah, that's a lot. Stupid. That's a lot. Like, how much is he making per year? Uh, what, what's the 17 million dollars a year? That's fine. <laughs> no, that's yeah. a lot of 17 moves. million dollars a year. Luke Keekley and Bobby Wagner are by far better, making 12.36 and 10.75. I'm sorry, but you should never pay a guy more than that. Yeah, no, I I agree. It's uh, it was a big move. Um, I don't know how much you've been following the NFL stuff, so. China. No, I was following the major the major ones. I saw this one as well. Um, what's his age? Like I was looking at that one. Twenty-seven, I believe. I mean, he he played well for the Ravens, but I don't know if he's worth like Kyle said. Seventeen mil seems like a lot of money. Yeah, yeah, I agree. It's it's a lot, but you kind of have to say. If you really want them, you put the money. You put your money where your mouth is, and you go get them. Well, that's what the, I the feel Jets. like the Jets have to pay though, because I don't know if anyone wants to go unless there's money out of it. Because well, the Jets, 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 Jets. The, the, the biggest thing was the Jets had the most cap space, right? Or one of the most cap space, so they were just spending money stupidly. Yeah. Well, they're, they're calling it their investment, so we'll see if it pans out. Yeah, it should so, be interesting. Um, next one on the list was, we'll talk about the OBJ trade in a bit. Yeah. But to replace OBJ, they decided to send Golden Tate to the this Giants. As you say, this is the Giants, which yeah. you know what isn't isn't a dumb move. It gives them it gives them a receiver, right? And Golden Tate's not a terrible receiver. He's not OBJ. He's not Antonio Brown. He's not that caliber. But he's a good receiver. He's making nine point two five. It's, it's a, a little, that's much. a lot of money. It's a little much, especially for a thirty-one-year-old slot receiver. Yeah, it's a little much for me. I agree. Um, next one was Nick Foles to the Jaguars. That's Yikers, twenty-two million dollars a year. But he's played well the last two years, and not twenty-two million dollars worth. Not though. twenty-two million. I, I'm not <laughs> denying that. I believe the statement was yeah. he's played well the last two years. He's getting fifty million dollars in guaranteed money. That's a lot. Yeah. That's he's he's making more money than Russell Wilson, Ben Roethlisberger, and Philip Rivers. Yeah, that's a lot. Which I don't think he's better than any of them. His bargaining chip was that Super Bowl ring. Oh, of course, of course. The fact that's that he's he's dragged the Philadelphia Eagles in the playoffs when full um, Wentz was down, all that kind of stuff, right? Yeah, so. absolutely. So that is what it is. Next up on the list is your Woo! lovely Green Bay Packers. Go Pack! Woo! We it's replaced the Smith. Hi, I I don't mind him as a signing, but the money is just stupid. I I knew briefly about him before this uh, offseason. No, he's, he's not a bad player, but again, you're giving a guy sixty six million over four years. That's stupid. To quote from the score, Zadarius was a relative unknown before last year, and his eight and a half sacks were equal to his first three years of production. Yeah, uh, but uh, that's what I mean. Last year he played well. Again, I don't think sixty six mil over four <laughs> years is the right amount. But that's what we said for all of these yeah. guys so far. So. And Again, this is what this is for. Bobby Hart, I have no idea who that is, so we're not, not going to talk about him anyways. We'll move on. Um, some other big moves. Uh, Le'Veon Bell mm-hmm. going to the J-E-T-S. Jets, Jets, Jets. <laughs> for less money than Pittsburgh offered him, even though he wanted to sign for more money. He wanted to sign for more money, but I think he was more guaranteed money as well. I think he was getting less guaranteed. Yeah, probably not probably not by much though. Not by much, but I think I think that was one little thing that he was saying. Either way, it is what it is. He is now a jet and does that make the Jets any better or is he just a 
piece at this point that's going to be on a team that's going to suck anyway. Irfan, you go ahead. Um, do you guys know how much he signed for? Sorry, I was looking for that. I saw that he, he did sign after his year, but... Uh, I believe it was five years, 70 mil or something like that. 70 mil? There was talks of 100 mil for him, I think. Yeah, there yeah, was. Five years, 70 there. Yeah, I mean, I don't think anyone wants to play with Big Ben at the moment. <laughs> so I think this is just their way of going, peace out. And then if they if he doesn't like playing with the Jets, he'll do the same thing and ask for a trade out or something. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you you look at it like it, Bell's a good player. Don't get me wrong. Like I think he's a very very strong running back. But you sat out without taking a contract from the Steelers last year, who were a good team, mm-hmm. and clearly showed that a running back done right can fill your system with no issues. But he's put up twelve hundred yards the past two years that he played on in 15 games and in 12 games. Yeah. So, like, he can run, but is this Jets team going to help him? Well, the biggest thing was that can he run without that line? Pittsburgh Steelers line. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like, is this Jets team going to be able to allow him to run that 1,200 yards that he has been Mm -hmm. over and over and over? That I do not know. I, I, it was it was a bit of a head scratcher for me to see him go to the Jets. That's pretty much what I'm saying. Yeah. Um. Outside of that, there hasn't been any like really big major signings. I don't think across the board. Of. Uh, not recently, at least. Yeah. Um, we, had, we we had the trades and everything, so we can get into those. But I don't think there was any like major major signings. Uh, Trent Brown went for record money to yeah. Oakland. Yeah which was surprising, most money for an offensive lineman in NFL history after having one good year with the Pats. So, yeah, um, yeah. Well, uh, the Pats will take a uh, third-round uh, compensa- compensation pick for him. Jamison Crowder right. signed with the Jets as well, trying to help them out on the offensive end. Yeah. So uh, not a bad move by them. Kareem Hunt was suspended by the NFL, eight games for his domestic violence issue that he had last year. Yep. Tyreek Hill is now under investigation, so the Chiefs are now looking really, really porous on that position. Um, Kareem Hunt's not on the Chiefs. No, but like it, it all happened from the Chiefs. Oh, okay. Sorry, I know he's not on the Chiefs now. He's on. He's on the Browns. Yeah. Kareem Hunt, I get that. And when he comes back, that's going to be a very scary team. Oh, for sure. Can we let's let's jump right into the OBJ trade since we're talking Browns anyway? Okay. Might as well, right? It's a good transition. Um, Pittsburgh got fleeced. Absolutely. Let's start with that. Absolutely. I think I think it's purely because Pittsburgh had absolutely. Wait, 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 wait. wait. We're talking OB tra- OBJ. Oh, sorry. <laughs> I, was, I was thinking Antonio Brown. Sorry. Because I said Browns. You got yeah, confused. It's yeah, fine. Let's so. talk OBJ. We'll go to Antonio yeah, Brown. OBJ. Either way, they got fleeced. <laughs> I think OBJ did. They got they got half decent return for him. I mean, they got the 17th overall pick and the third round pick. That's what I mean. So they got, they got a half decent pick, but Real preppers, you traded guy. your probably your best receiver in, a, in your franchise's history. It's hard to say that he's only played five years, but yes. I don't even think it's that hard to say. Who's next? They Brandon Marshall? Hold, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. They had four straight Super Bowl appearances at one point. Yeah. Or no, that was the Bills. 
Sorry, think of the Giants. Giants. Uh, they there must be somebody. You keep talking. I'm gonna look this up. You go. I'll I'll catch up. I, I honestly, I just I think for Cleveland, it makes sense. Cleveland's an upcoming team. They needed that next big star to get to join them and all that kind of stuff. So I think that definitely makes makes complete sense. But it's a lot to give up for a wide receiver. Right, you look at NFL trades nowadays. Rarely do people go for like, first round picks. Okay, I'm, I'm going to throw some names out for this Giants thing. Pulled it up. Um, uh, Amari Toomer. No. Okay, but actual people. Tiki Barber was a running back, but they have him on the list because he received he had five thousand yeah, reception I'd yards in his career. Good don't for him. consider him a wide receiver though. Uh, Victor Cruz was up there. No. He played well. He played less games than um, Odell, by the way. Mm-hmm. Um, Jeremy Shockey. Tight end. Hakeem Hicks. No, Hakeem Hicks, sorry. Can't speak. Uh, Steve Smith played for them for a while. That's the different Steve Smith. It's, it's the other Steve Smith. The other Steve Smith. Um, yes, I guess you're right. He probably is the best. Receiver in Giants mm-hmm. history. Sterling Shepard played for them for a little bit too. He played 17 games. He's still on the team. Oh, he, no. Sorry. I'm thinking. Sorry. I was thinking someone else. What was that? I don't know. Okay. Um, but yeah, so you probably did trade your best receiver. Continue your thought. Well, it's just you trade your best <laughs> receiver and you get, a, you get a first round pick in return. Like, you're not getting, you're not going to get a franchise guy most likely with that 17th pick. Which is what you're gonna have to replace. So you look at the you look at the Giants now, and they have absolutely nobody. They have Saquon Barkley. Sorry, I take that back. They I was gonna say Saquon they have Saquon, Barkley. and he's Saquon is. They have one player. Good. He cannot play 53 positions. But Saquon's pretty good. Too. He's so. good. He's gonna be relied <laughs> heavily. So on I, mean, this I year. honestly, I I, I think he's gonna have a very bad year. He's gonna get killed because everybody's gonna stack the box and make. Eli Manning throw the ball and to Golden Tate. He can't throw the ball. He can only. He's only going to so. throw to Golden Tate. But yeah. on the other side, we look at that Browns team now. They got a scary starting lineup in that offense. Oh, yeah. Well, I love, I love how the worst person in that offensive lineup too came out and made a statement. <laughs> Najoku. Oh yeah, they're not going to be able to stop us. Well, we don't have to stop you. That's for sure. Um, but he's he's a young guy. He it was his rookie year last year, wasn't it? Uh, second year, I believe. Second year. Okay, but he's young. He can still get better he's, in that system. He can get better, but... Yes, he's the weakest of that. That's what I mean. Squawk. Like, if, if anybody's going to make a statement, make it be Baker Mayfield or Travis Landry or now Odell. Like, Yeah, their receivers right now are Odell, Landry, Antonio Callaway, and... Who's the other guy? I wrote it down, but I forgot it. Higgins? Yeah, Hig- Higgins? Yeah, Rashad Higgins. They have Higgins, and I think they have Perriman, too. Perriman's like, fifth, but... Like he's he's way down that list. In the backfield, when his suspension's over, they're going to have Kareem Hunt and Nick Chubb. Mm-hmm. And you got Baker, who looked way better than I think anyone thought he would last year. Well, he, he showed why he was the first overall pick. Yeah. So, Not to mention, I think they, st- they got a couple players for their starting um, uh, front line. On offense to protect Baker and Chubb. No, and they lost. They lost. Their I thought they got one more. No, though. they traded away Kevin Zeitler for Olivier Vernon. I thought they got somebody though. 
uh, uh, potentially. I don't <laughs> know. Whatever. Um, but yeah, like you're looking at it, like, hmm, look at this. This team might actually do something. Yeah, I, I think I think they're going to be good. I think uh, this is the year they have the potential to hop over Pittsburgh, especially with Pittsburgh trading away uh, Brown and getting rid of Bell. Yeah, um, I think Pittsburgh's probably going to have a a, uh, a down year. Uh, we'll see how Baltimore does with uh, Lamar Jackson having a full year. The Lamar as a Jackson experience. Um, <laughs> what the hell is that? That's from a show. What is oh, it? Okay. Um, either way, I can't. Remember. We'll we'll see how that happens. Um, who else is not Cincinnati's trash. <laughs> Cincinnati's uh, Cincinnati will be trash and has so been trash I mean, for years. Th- those are the four teams of the division. So I think they have a chance to win the division. Um, we'll see how that defense is. The defense can, played well Can we well just take a year, moment quickly? We just said the Cleveland Browns have a chance to win the division. Yep. We just said who thought that we would ever say that again? Well, if Cleveland had a kicker last year, they would have won three more games. I know. So, I know. But we didn't think they were going to do that last year. Did so, they, did they sign a kicker yet? I don't know. Uh, nope. We had they've signed a tackle, a guard, a linebacker, a backup tight end, Sheldon Richardson, D tackle. That'd be a good one. Another linebacker in Ray Ray Armstrong. And yeah, so nobody it. of record to replace their missing guard, though. Okay. Yeah. Eric Cush. Okay, that's, no that's who's replacing. No name. I didn't say he was a big name. I just said he's replacing. He played 15 games last year for Chicago, though. Whoa. Okay, fair. <laughs> um, but this Browns team is going to be very fun to watch for mm-hmm. the first time in years. I can't believe I'm saying this, but I'm actually excited to watch a Browns game. My dad actually might be getting us tickets to do like a road trip down there. There you go. So, hey, looking forward to that. Um, oh, and Earth on the uh, Le'Veon Bell was a four-year deal, by the way. Yeah, I was going to say it's four years, isn't it? I think it was four years 50 is what it was, and I think he – was offered five years, 70 by Pittsburgh. I think yeah, that's what it was. I believe so. Um, let's move over to the other big trade, the Antonio Brown trade. And this is the one that you are ready yeah. to get in on, P- Brian, Pittsburgh just least is what I was saying. <laughs> this this is the one I prematurely talked about earlier. Um, Premature, it's fine. Basically what Pittsburgh got for Antonio Brown was fleeced. Was almost <laughs> equivalent to what the Miami Dolphins got for Ryan Tannehill. Yes. You know, we had that conversation at work uh, yesterday, uh, by uh, the way. Up, up and down one one round for the picks. But like, in the grand scheme of things, yes. I, I get they had no leverage. Leverage whatsoever. But come on. <laughs> you give up one of your best receivers you've had in the history of your franchise again. And that's a year. And that's a storied franchise, which is saying something. And you get nothing. Absolutely nothing. All because your quarterback doesn't know how to not have his way. Yeah. Like, I don't know. No, it's, it's a bit of a joke. You got any thoughts on that, Irfan? Did we lose Irfan? We might have lost Irfan. 
No, sorry, boys. You guys are cutting off there. Oh. Um, are we still on Antonio Brown? Because I hear bits and pieces. Yeah, that's what we, that's all we were talking about. We just got onto that one. So um, we were just saying it's kind of unbelievable to see what they received in that. What? It's an honest steal. Holy crap. They've pretty like, much gotten I... the exact same thing that Tannehill got is what Kyle was saying. Yeah, no, basically. Yeah, Tannehill went for a sixth and then he got a seventh and a fourth back or whatever it was. But, geez, I call the Raiders a winner out of this one. You have to. They might actually they might actually win eight games or more for the first time in, what, 15 years? Uh, didn't they just if, have a if, good if, season if, a couple uh, years ago? It, uh, I don't know if they uh, hit. Yeah, they won like 11 games. I think they won 11 one year because they, oh, they, they, yeah. they I think, I think it was okay. Carr's rookie season, wasn't it? Yeah, I think so. But yeah, yeah you pretty much yeah. be nice. It'd be better than Ben. Yeah, and they pretty much trade. They traded their second highest receiving yards in career, Antonio Brown, yeah. who's only trailing Heinz Ward by less than eight hundred yards, which is what one good season for him. Something like that, yeah. For Bupkis. Actually, less than Bubkiss, in my opinion, but it is what it is. They got two draft picks. Mm-hmm. Two draft picks for your second most yards in franchise history. I, like, the thing is, are you telling me they couldn't get a higher draft pick? You are you know, telling me they couldn't get anything either? better? Like, well, basically, it's pennies. I get that they had no leverage, and Kyle, you said the same thing. They had no leverage, but how do you go from... This guy might stay to all of a sudden in probably a month and a half. Everything fell through, and you trade him for a third and a fifth. Yeah, that's a joke. Well, well, Nick, you call them the Cinderellas, like you call them the princesses, right? Like yeah. Big Ben being the issue, and I think I think it finally caved in, and they they chose to keep Ben over the other two guys there for sure. Which is questionable because Ben's got maybe one or two good years left before he's maybe, done. Maybe. So would it be would it be considered a rebuild, I guess, in I, terms of what the Steelers are headed towards? I don't think they'd want to admit that, but I think that they're definitely in for a rough couple of years. Yeah, we should have Justin on and see what he thinks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that'll be uh, that'll go over well. Interesting. Yeah, but it'll be interesting to see how the NFL plays out the rest of free agency there's still a few names that are on the yeah, market not many but. some smaller names or some uh older veterans that got cut and stuff like that but um i'd say right now oakland's probably the winner of free agency um just with signing trent brown to that yeah stupid questionable money but don't get me wrong he was one of the if not the best left tackle in the in the game last year yep uh signing terrell williams to go across from uh, antonio brown See how that goes. LaMarcus Joyner from the Rams. Great safety pick up there. Uh, and then, as uh, Nick said, Jonathan Hankins uh, from the Giants. So they they made some big signings, big, big signings. And then, obviously, they cut Jordy Nelson. So And then the biggest one would be the Antonio Brown get, right? So Yeah, absolutely. Um, and Oakland's got a top five pick. So they do because they were trash last so year. So let's uh, let's see who they get with that fifth or I think it's fourth overall pick. I'm thinking they're going defense. 
I would think every, basically the mock drafts that I've been looking at show I think it's uh, Zach Allen I think from Kentucky I believe yeah it sounds uh, right. defensive end so. sounds about right but Arizona can throw everything out of proportion if they draft Kyler Murray first overall so um, which That's means true. that Quinton Williams will probably fall the D tackle from Alabama yep um, Josh Bo- Allen Bosa will most likely go second. Josh Allen might, might fall too. Yeah, so who who could fit into the Oakland system potentially? So, um, yeah, it'll be it'll be interesting. It'll be uh, I, I think they've won free agency for sure, but uh, yeah. it'll be interesting. NFL drafts coming up soon, so should be fun. It'll be interesting. Yeah, it'll be fun. Should be fun. I'm excited. Um, okay, so that's pretty much it for the NFL boys. I think we covered all the topics we really wanted to, right? Yeah, pretty much. Um, let's move on to our tire fires. With an astounding three-way tie for first this week. Wow. But because one of them was our reigning champ in the Senators, guess who gets to remain the champ because three-way tie's got to be broken somehow? The Sens are still reigning, and they're going to continue to reign until someone out, outvotes them. So let's try to beat them this time. Irfan, you can't keep winning, man. I'd like to win one, guys. I still would like to win one. Not happening. Sorry. I think your next one's there, man. It's, it's a good one. It is a good one. Um, but let's start with you, Irfan, because you were in here last week. I want to hear what your tire fire of the week is, because I know you changed it last minute. I did. I, I called this one the Fortress Falls. Uh, and that falls is Real Madrid. We go back all the way to the hiring of the Spain national coach. Uh, well, actually, no, we go further back with Zidane. Ronaldo leaving, then they disrupt the national team. Um, that coach struggles. They fire him. They bring in another coach uh, who barely played Marcelo, Isco, and Navas. And now Zidane's back to save the time. Not to mention Bale. And didn't play Bale. Bale, too. Yeah, like, I don't know what's going on there. They went from being this powerhouse team that you knew shows up every every game, uh, whether it's Champions League or in the league, whether they're going to win it or not. Um, and they get dismantled against Ajax, who deservedly so played a fantastic game. Oh, for sure. But, God, Madrid, what are you guys doing over there? And now Zidane's back to save save them, essentially. And he's da, been given da, da, da. free reigns to, uh, quote-unquote, save them. Um, given free reigns to bring in whoever he wants, because they haven't brought anyone of notable name, I guess, uh, since Ronaldo left there. Yeah. This is a big, uh, you suck, Perez, so... Yeah, my favorite, my, my favorite part about that Zidane signing, I, I told Kyle right away, because I saw the, the uh, article, was that... They said he's going. He has free reign on all the money to sign three major players. Yeah. Why limit it to three? Why say he has free reign? And who the hell are they going to go out and get at this point? Who wants to go to Real? Well, they've got their eyes Adam on Hazard. Bob and Neymar. Other and than Hazard. Hazard, I don't know if that's going to happen. But but like, he wants. I I understand Hazard, but he's wanted to go for years, and that's because that's his. That was his favorite club. <laughs> Look how that's turning up for Courtois. You know, even though he's given the free reins to do whatever he wants, I think Florentino Perez has that final say. And I, I think whoever comes in is his say. It won't be Maybe. like Zidane's opinion will be taken into consideration this time. But yeah, to what extent? No. Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, that's, that's a solid. It's pretty good. Solid answer. All right, Kyle, you are up, my friend. I already talked about mine earlier, so mine is the New York Giants. And lack thereof right now. Um, 
Eli Manning, trash. Only thing they have going for them right now is Saquon Barkley. I think the way they've handled OBJ, at least they got a first-round pick for him. But as we said earlier, you trade your best wide receiver in franchise history. Doesn't exactly look good in your franchise. No. You trade Olivier Vernon for a offensive guard. Doesn't exactly look great. No. And then you let Landon Collins go, who's been your best safety for the last three years. Mm, not exactly the greatest. You let yeah. him go for free, too. Yeah. So they better hit on this sixth overall pick, or their team is going to be absolutely trash for the next little while. I think even if they hit on this sixth overall pick, this team is going to be trash for the next they, little while. They have no franchise quarterbacks for the future. No. Because Eli's probably done after this year, maybe next year. And the only thing they have is Saquon Barkley. And yep. teams are going to start stacking the box and just rushing eight guys and saying, Saquon, beat us with your legs. Best of luck. Yeah. So. And he's a good player, but he can't do that. No, he can't. He can't do it all. Like, he's he's got to have somebody there. It was like Adrian Peterson when he was playing for the Vikings. Like, he put up yards, but he needed help win. to do anything. He couldn't win. Like, that's the thing, right? So, that that's my tire fire is just the, the literally tire fire that the Giants franchise is right now. Why don't we so. call it the Tumbling Giants at this point? Yeah, Jeez. call it something like that. Something clever. We'll come up with that. Um, my tire fire happens to be the team's jersey that I'm wearing and how they played this past week on defense. <laughs> yeah. these the, uh, the defenseless Leafs have forgotten what to do in their own end. Mm-hmm. Thankfully, they can score goals, as we saw yesterday. Yeah. But the two games before that didn't fully help them. Lost 5-4 to Chicago. Got dismantled by Tampa. Gave up six goals last night to Philly. Yeah. What happened? Travis, what Travis happened? Tournament and Jake Gardner got injured. Yeah, apparently they're the only teams with injuries. Yeah. Like, but they have not looked good. Like, I watched the the uh, Chicago game, the first mm-hmm. period, and then I went to have a meeting, and we had the meeting at yeah. a restaurant, and we were watching the game while we were talking. Outside of that third period, the Leafs got dismantled by a Chicago team who has been struggling this year. Mm-hmm. Struggling. And they looked like world beaters against the Leafs. Yeah, Tampa's one thing. Uh, you could kind of forgive the Tampa game because it was the second night of a back-to-back, and it's Tampa. As we just said, they are utterly dominating the entire league. Mm-hmm. But then to come out and go down 5-2 to the Flyers, who yeah. have not been good this year, by the way. Like, thankfully, they decided to turn it on in that second period after going down 5-2. Mm-hmm. But, like, how do you... How, 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 how yep. do you allow the Flyers to score six goals? Yeah, they're just their defense has been absolutely terrible recently, so they definitely have to uh, shore that up. And it's not playoffs, it's not the so. defensemen necessarily. It's the forwards not necessarily helping the defensemen as well. And when you have injuries, you have new guys back there. I get it, but how do you – you can't be giving up that many goals. They've given up how many goals in the last week? I want to see – I want to get the number right. Probably 20. It's something stupid like that. But, yeah. Either way, and, like I think Anderson needs a break. I think Anderson, for that part at least, their defense has been bad, but Anderson has let in a quite amount of 
questionable goals. Absolutely. So they've given up 17 goals in three games this week. Yeah. And they play Ottawa tonight, which only that one. You just don't know what to expect in an Ottawa one. God knows so. that's gonna be a barn burner. So that's that's my tire fire, and I hate to put the Leafs as a tire fire when they're mm-hmm. having a pretty good season, but it's just this last week has been absolutely trash. Oh, for sure. And well, they've kind of like trended that way for the last couple of weeks. Yes. I think hit it. That's 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 a fair statement, but. They also beat Calgary 6-2 the week before. Calgary's a good team. I just don't know. This week has been absolutely brutal, and that's why they are the tire fire. Um, Yeah, anything else you guys want to talk about before we sign off this week? Irfan, I'll throw it to you first. No, man, I think we covered a lot today. We yeah. have. We very, very much have. Kyle, you? Nope. I'm, I'm good. good. All right, um... We would be remiss if we did not talk about a couple of things that happened this past week, a uh, week and a half, kind of. Um, two horrific plane crashes, the Ethiopian one, as well as the one, where was the other one? Thailand? Something like that. Something like that. I, I can't remember, and I'm, I apologize for not having that on hand. Um, as well as the tragedy that occurred yesterday evening or Thursday evening, I'm not really sure, in um, New Zealand. These are absolute tragedies, and our thoughts and prayers are with everyone affected by those, um, including yourself, Irfan. I know you were telling me before, and it's indescribable what you must be going through right now, buddy, and I'm sorry to hear it, but we... We are with you the whole step of the way. Everybody who is affected, if you need anybody to talk to, we are always available. Mm-hmm. Please reach out to us. Um, yeah, and I, I think we'll end it on that. Yep. Anything else you guys want to say on those two? No, it's a terrible situation that I guess it happens to the world. And uh, yeah, as as you said, our thoughts and prayers are with everybody else out there that's affected by these. Irfan, anything you want to say, bud? Um, same thing, like you guys. Uh, the Ethiopian plane crash hit close to home for me. Um, so rest in peace, Steph. We love you. Um, that's all for me, guys. All right. Thanks, guys. Um, as always, we will be back next week. Um, please listen in. Uh, look for the podcast on YouTube. Also, we have been listening. We are now on Spotify. Um, so please look for us there as well. And from everyone here at Garage Door Sports, we will see you next week.